Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And thank you so much for joining us for the SmackDown post show for July 28th. We are swinging into August. We are swinging into the <sighs> biggest event of the summer. K- Kate, do I have to show you how it's done? Do, do I have to show you how it's done? Kate. Okay, here, here's what? how it's done. This is where you say, like, what's up, you guys? Every time you play the video, it ruins my stream. So I was lagging behind. The video was over. Thank you, Sean. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, that that sounds like Denise's impersonation of me. We're eating well, leather. Listen, if Denise sounds like that and mine sounds like oh, that, maybe you sound like that, Sean. But either mm. way. Sean is here to talk about some news at the top of the show, but get in your super chats and get in your humper chats. Sean's here to answer any questions you might have in those too. We've got a lot of favors to ask of you at the top of the show now. We do, and we yeah. appreciate that you do them all, but please leave a thumbs up on this video to help people find us in the algorithm. Please subscribe to this YouTube channel as we just keep crawling closer to 100,000 subscribers. Sean's going to do a special Q&A show when we hit that milestone. And subscribe to FIFA Select because there's a whole bunch of stuff happening behind there, including some uh, all-out news at Wembley. We've got some suspected matches that might be coming up on Fightful Select. And darn it, if the fella who isn't the juggernaut behind Fightful Select isn't here right now, more finicky with his hair than even I am on these streams sometimes. Yeah. Hi, Sean. How are you? I just went for a three-mile hike in this 95 degree weather so that was not fun but are you yeah, hydrated it, so it did it, it did things to my hair uh alex kate great to see you thanks for having me on uh first off i wanted to clarify the ray mysterio thing uh rob wilkins right at the top saying sean will talk about it so immediately afterwards myself and actually a couple other people got word from 
people backstage at WWE that are like, oh, this is, this is a storyline. I've since heard from somebody else conflicting information. Like they're like, hey, that's wrong. Uh, not so much. I don't feel comfortable outright saying that it is or isn't legitimate because of that conflicting information uh, in which I got. But I can tell you there is conflicting information out there. So despite that tweet that I had earlier where I was told that it was storyline, uh, I'm, I'm not exactly confident in that. And I'll work to find out more. But I hope it's I, I hope it's a work, even though it would be a dumb work. I, I hope it is because I don't want Rey Mysterio to be hurt whatsoever. Uh, a guy that is hurt, Vince McMahon. So we we did like abbreviated SmackDown plans tonight, and I snuck some in last week on Fightful Select, but I had them on Monday's post-Raw or Monday's uh, ahead of Monday's Raw, and that's because I heard Vince wasn't there. So I felt a little more comfortable in releasing those at that point. Uh, I confirmed today that uh, Vince McMahon did have major spinal surgery last week, an almost five-hour procedure. We posted an update on FightfulSelect.com today. Uh, they, I was told it was life-altering in many ways. As, as I was told that in the sense that it would be no matter what age you were, but when you're in your late 70s, that's going to change a lot for you. So... Uh, as little traveling as he was already doing, don't expect him to do anywhere near as much of that. I did ask, will he still be working when he recovers? And I was told, I do not have that information, which to me said, yes. he's, he's probably going to be in Detroit. <laughs> probably going to be something <laughs> like that. Will um, me in, damn it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we got Triple H news. He was not at WWE Raw this past Monday. Uh, I don't have a reason why, but he wasn't there. I'm working to find out uh, a little bit more on that as well. But uh, I, I don't think that's necessarily out of out of the norm anymore for him to just like miss an occasional Raw or so. I mean, from the time that smackdown went on to fox really until the pandemic started vince was like never at smackdown he was almost never at those shows so uh yeah there there's there's you know uh, things are a little bit different than than they used to be uh bruce pritchard ran the thing ran the show on uh monday but yeah, over on Fightful Select, we had updates on Jamie Hayter's injury status, uh, a major match being discussed for All In. Had people asking a lot about Dexter Loomis of late. He just sitting at home, sitting at home, not doing anything. Gargano's sitting at home, not doing anything. People have been asking about Liv Morgan. As best I know, it's an aggravation of a previous injury. Kevin Owens, as mentioned this past Monday, is actually hurt. I don't know if he's going to miss any like serious amount of time, but it is, a, it is a legitimate injury. However, I just wanted to clarify for our audience, um, the information that myself worked wrestling and maybe I think another reporter got immediately was that the Ray thing was a storyline. However, I am not confident in that. Now I'm not saying that it is, or it isn't anymore, uh, because I got conflicting information and I got conflicting information from somebody that I, I very much trust. So Yeah. Gotcha. Well, we hope he's okay. I actually had texted Sean and asked because yeah. sometimes these guys are so good at working injuries that I bite. That happened with Kevin Owens 
not with this real injury, but he had a really good sell spot uh, a couple weeks ago, I think in London, actually. So uh, hope that he's okay, regardless Kevin's, of if it's real or not. Sorry to interrupt. Kevin's very good at that. Like He's so he'll, good at it. He'll have like he'll do that stairs spot that I hate where he'll get his head slammed into the stairs, his head into the corner of it. And I'm like, now come on. Don't come do on. that to me. <laughs> I know. Stop being Every good time. at your job. Ricky's good at it too. Ricky Starks is like a great injury seller with that. Yeah. Stuff. And and oh. Brian Danielson messes with our emotions. And I'm that's why I'm <laughs> glad that that the AEW ban list that FightfulSelect.com reported recently was like no more seizure cells. Now, yeah. one of the things on the AEW list that I think should be allowed if they clear it is they call the fencing cells. And that's when you get knocked out and your arms go up like that. Like if Ricky Starks wanted to go to Aubrey Edwards and say, hey, this is the specific moment and the specific cell I'm going to do. So if it happens, you know that's where it is. I think that that should be okay. But uh, I understand them not wanting to do seizure cells or anything like that anymore. Uh, completely get that. But uh, yeah, a lot going on right now. Uh, FightfulSelect.com is you know going to have plenty of news. That Cody documentary drops Monday. I was there at the red carpet last week. We have interviews with Cody and Brandy on that red carpet. I dropped uh, my very brief talk with Santos Escobar here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. But over on Select, we're actually going to have uh, some Chelsea Green news. We're going to have more news from that documentary. Around the, I think the morning that it drops, what we're going to do is we're going to give you guys some exclusive news about the content you'll see on that documentary, including like some of the championships that you see and some of the stories behind some of the footage that you probably didn't think that you were going to see. So uh, there, there's an awful lot going on over there. Uh, before I head off, Santos Escobar, you know, he faced Rey Mysterio tonight. He told me, like about the importance of having Rey Mysterio in there. He's like, of course I wanted to bring back the LWO. And he goes, but to not bring it, to bring it back and not have somebody that was actually in it would have just been pointless. He was like, there, there would have been no reason for me to do that. I wouldn't have had uh, the room to do that. So I thought that was very respectful of him and he's a very respectful guy. So. Especially when cool he's stuff. still active. Like if he was there exactly. but not in it, that would have been. He comes across as just a very genuine, sincere person. So yeah, definitely, definitely want to see that interview. And I'm sure the closer we get to Wembley as well, the more news will be coming up on Fightful Select. We've got SummerSlam around the corner. I'll so be in Detroit. much going on. Going to Heading Detroit. to Detroit next week. I'm hopeful that... I assume I'll be doing media Friday morning, so I'll probably rush something to Joel for Friday and Saturday to edit and get up on, here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Uh, a couple other things to, to look to. Uh, we've got the episode 300 of Listen Your Boy, August 9th. Wow. And I would, I would love if something miraculous happens and we get to 100,000 like right around then. We're going to have a new aesthetic for uh, our YouTube channel and stuff like that. Uh, we're always working to do more of these little mats that we have underneath here. That way we can give you guys different looks. But yeah, I thank you all so much for having me. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Sean. Drink your gonna, water, young man, after your I'm gonna, hike. going to click this intro video again real quick. Mess up Why? your <laughs> Look at the dimensions of that field behind you. Woof. Ugh, Yankee sure. Stadium. How about them Reds, huh? I can't even say anything. Yankees suck this year. 
yeah, the Reds are actually really, really good. Thank, thanks for that, I guess. Andrew Abbott's the best pitcher in baseball. See you later. You got stuck. <coughs> that man. He's going to yeah. turn my hair gray, I tell you what. But always happy to have him on here. I was very glad he came on to clarify the Mysterio news. Um so as it stands now, if you joined a little bit later, it's conflicting news. It was initially told to Sean that it was a work, but then he heard maybe not so much so fast. That doesn't surprise me too much because I think it's very possible that um, maybe there was a schmoz ending that was in play, like that they were going to do some sort of disqualification to um, protect the relationship between the two of them. So right. someone could very easily have thought it was a work. But then it turns out uh, that wasn't maybe what the plan was in store. It looked real. I hope he's okay. Um, injuries are always awful and scary, and especially when they are near the head. That's just scary stuff. So either way, hope Ray Mysterio's all right in the long run. And uh, he's a legend. We wish the best for him and yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. who puts their physical, mental, and emotional well-being on the line. But let's kind of get into our regular rhythm. Alex, how are you today? I'm doing excellent. Uh, another uh, huge day here on in hell, uh, as we like to call it. I think global warming is completely over. I think we're now in heading into global destruction. So I feel sorry for okay. uh, anyone who's going to live past uh, my time on here. On wow, Earth. what a fun way to kick off the show! Alex. I just wanted—I just thought that'd be a great way to start it tonight because we're a, all burning up in hell. Wonderful thing to just bring us all down with, Alex. We really appreciate just it. Just kidding. I mean, listen. Jeez. SmackDown was off the hook tonight. It had no remnants of the same exact thing that happened last week. Same exact spot, same exact LA night intro at the same exact time slot. None of that. Not even a little. No. Not Nothing. even a little bit. Uh, we're going to get into all of that tonight. Uh, yeah, I. It's never like a great sign when I go to set up this broadcast at 20 of 8 and there are two things announced. That is not like a healthy sign because the last time that type of stuff was happening was the darkest of days under the Vince era toward the end before Triple H took over. Um, I It just annoys me because I'm trying to do my job. Like literally I'm trying right. to set up the broadcast and we put a description of the episode in there. Sean doesn't feel comfortable posting what he's been told because things have been changing so much on the fly uh so from a creative standpoint it isn't good and i just i just want to set up the broadcast in advance man like let me do my job but this was one of those episodes where the only thing that we had announced was carl anderson and carrie and cross and that contendership match which should be and was kind of the focal point of the show unfortunately the injury non-injury that's still being clarified did come into play but that match was cooking before the injury other than that we're gonna dive into everything feel free to get in your super chats and humper chats to talk about whatever you want to discuss on the show but before we dive in i know i had so many plugs at the beginning of the show but we do have the great american bash pay-per-view coming up on sunday alex Pulaski and i will be on this channel the main channel as we are for all nxt content doing our sour grabs post show after great american bash and before that we have the wonderful Rob Wilkins and the panel that he brings in for pre-shows on Fightful Select. Uh, that'll be on at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. You can catch the pre-show. A lot of really great people involved in that. Uh, I'll put over my co-host on Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast. Ryan usually joins that. Doc Mueller, a, a good friend of the show and an IT genius. 
He's also doing a really wonderful giveaway for the wrestling club. You can check out his Twitter account for that. Okay, I'm done plugging us and everybody else under the sun. We're going to dive into SmackDown. Let's start with uh, what we open with, with this Jay Uso and Roman Reigns promo. I have kind of mixed feelings on it. They have incredible chemistry on the mic, like they always do. And I liked some of what we got here, especially towards the end. I really, really liked Roman Reigns kind of leaning into this idea that like he's always the tribal chief. So if he's standing alone, it's not that big of a deal. But like, why does Jay think he can beat him? And Jay's delivery and timing on saying, because I already did. Mm. I pinned you already was so, so, so perfect. He has such incredible timing with this stuff. Like, these segments tend to run pretty long. This one wasn't that bad uh, from a time-eating-on-the-show standpoint, especially when we didn't have a rest of the card. But Jay always kind of brings these home. A lot of other gaslighting going on here. Uh, I love Roman in the beginning of us saying, why do you think you get called the right-hand man? Why do you think you got called main event Jay Uzo? I made you those things. Jay saying he didn't want to be tribal chief. He doesn't want any of those things. He just wanted to be family and to stick in the bloodline, but that, you know, Roman made that impossible. Jay saying that Roman broke the bloodline. He broke Jimmy. Roman saying, shut up, it's your fault. And that the only reason Jimmy wasn't the right-hand man is because he was injured. Some good stuff here. It didn't necessarily move the story forward, but I don't think this particular segment was intended to or needed to because we're kind of at the point in the story that the next thing that needs to happen is at SummerSlam. But we did need a segment like this to clarify, like, this is a one-on-one match. This is between these two guys. Uh, Kind of just emphasizing the personal, I don't want to say tension because it's so much more than that, but the personal conflict for sure and the stakes of what has been building for the past three years getting driven home here and I I think a pretty effective way normally when these bloodline segments don't advance I'm kind of like oh we're trudging in the mud but overall this has been pretty strong from like the MSG house show especially up until now and I don't think this needed to be like something major major happens I think this was just kind of a good appetizer for what's coming at SummerSlam what did you think of our opening segment yeah, I you know, I felt the same way. I, I don't I didn't see it really progressing anything. It kind of felt like the same thing that we've been seeing now for the last couple of weeks out of um, Jay and Roman. We're seeing them battle each other. We're seeing them bicker. Um, it, it, I don't think it needs to, you know, bookend itself at the very end of the show either. We, we this happened before where we saw this same exact thing a couple of weeks ago. And you kind of mentioned to it, they were like, okay, he opened up the show and closed the show. Like we waited around for, you know, for these things to kind of bookend each other. So for me, I feel like we don't, we, we, I, less would be more for me, especially with, especially with, with, because we see so much of it. Plus we get so much, um, what do you call recaps? Uh, recaps. <laughs> there you go. Every single Monday, uh, Tuesday nights you get recaps. So like I just on the want... same shows we get recaps. Like yeah, on, on the same Fridays, show. yeah. 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 <laughs> Friday at nine eight at nine PM and eight fifty nine you get the well this happened when we opened up the show. Like, you know, like so I don't know. For me it should be less, man, especially since we're kinda now gearing down into fifth gear and seeing where this kind of just ends now. 
Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what happens. The more Jay leans into the I never wanted this role, the more I think it might be Solo or Cody being the one to dethrone him probably at Mania. I didn't have as much of a problem with it here tonight because this segment wasn't so long and then bookending the show with it. When it happened at MSG, I was like, it was 45 minutes and then we're also closing the show. Or it was like a half hour long and then we're closing the show like, that felt we like a little more. overkill. And this was just a regular SmackDown. The MSG ones are always supposed to feel kind of bigger. So um, I, I agree with you. I don't think this advanced a lot. But I think for the week that it was, it didn't necessarily need to. Right, I, think, right. I think we're in a, a cool spot. But we got some love coming in from you guys. Thank you so much for sending in your Super Chats and Humper Chats, especially ones from my friend Wags. Look at this dog. Kate is my favorite human, period. Well, thank you. I'm sorry, but I'm kind of over the bloodline stuff, ducks. Yes. Listen, you can be over the bloodline stuff. I get it. Um, I certainly have been fatigued by it at a lot of points, especially when it's like, oh, my gosh, did the Usos super kick somebody? And then, oh, my God, did Roman and Solo respond? Like, it is a little lather, rinse, repeat in that regard. But I feel like we're getting to see the downfall part of it. So I, I have a little bit more patience around it, but you sound like you're on the same page as Alex, where it's kind of just like a little bit, a little bit. Repetitive. Let's move it along. Basically. I get that. I you get know. that. Yeah. Uh, Andy's saying with Hogan's record in play, it feels like rain wins again. If Cody gets a rematch while Cody's the second biggest star in wrestling, WWE won't crown an AEW guy. Uh, I don't know for a lot of reasons if that's necessarily true. I think WWE is very interested in making money. And I think WWE is very interested in setting a precedent of uh, what it's like when you leave AEW for WWE. That's just a good competitive practice that you would treat someone well. uh, Because you want to probably continue stealing talent from there at certain points (laughs) when things are up. I think you're going to see a lot of people go back and forth between companies that maybe you wouldn't have expected before. I think that's just what the landscape is now, but I understand what you're saying. I don't know if Cody's the guy to dethrone Roman anymore. Cause I, I'm starting to feel more and more to me, like it might be solo, but man, Uh, poor Cody, if he doesn't get to finish his story at any point, uh, (laughs) uh, it's, it's going to be him. Like you think it's going to be Cody. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, listen, mark it down, make make a clip, save it, put it on the intranet. Uh, you know, use your Netscape browsers, whatever you have. Netscape. All right. <laughs> the the whole and can you believe it, Kate? He mentioned it, and by he I mean Cody Rhodes. Adversity for adversity. for for a while, I've been telling you, right about a certain key term, hard times, baby. And he mentioned it, and it's coming, and it's here. I mean, they've we been are, mentioning we, that we are in, his dad for like 45 We are in years. the hard time storyline. This is it. I don't know. I mean. I've been saying it, man. I've been saying it. I know, it. but my thing is like the only thing that we heard about was Dusty Rhodes for like five months before it. So that doesn't well, feel like a hard times for him. It's hard times part due. Oh, that's just WWE and how they book baby faces, though, as well. <laughs> like they don't know how he's gonna, to. He's gonna, he's gonna suffer, and then he's gonna win the Rumble again. And he's you know get his second win, and then he's gonna just wrestle me. He's gonna point at the sign and win. That's what happens. 
I don't know. know. That sure sounds like a lot of what we thought was going to happen this year and did it. But that's the that's the problem. We thought it was going to happen this year. We got played by them. They knew what they were doing. They're like, let's play these fools. Ah. They did uh, it. I think. <laughs> well, my bookings more... all over the place. I apologize. No, <laughs> no, like, no, no. My I, fantasy well, bookings it... all jacked up. No, no, no. It feels very possible, but it. I don't know if it feels like hard times era dusty because it don't feel like Cody has suffered all enough. of the struggling has felt very manufactured because it's the same thing that every male baby face goes through in WWE, right, meaning yeah. every male baby face has to get his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar or he has to drop his own title to Brock Lesnar. Like that's just the way maybe that's the just the crumbles a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like yeah. It, maybe that's their that's formula. And I don't correct. Um, yes. I don't fully kind of buy it, but I think it's either going to be solo or I think it's going to be, Cody, I think a fun outside play is that maybe they they are setting up. I don't think they are. So this is this is like a very very much a dark horse thing. If you set up the Rock and Grayson Waller at SummerSlam, oh jeez, and then you have Roman and Jay, and then the Rock either costs Roman, which would be extremely compelling, or he just shows up after that match and they set up for WrestleMania the year before. Because then you also don't have to have like a whole bunch of if you if you set it that far up in advance, you could just have the rock show up in very select spots to move the forward the story forward and then do it at media because you've already made it clear that he's gonna be there. Well the uh, rock has I, nothing to do now. He just donated a seven figure check to SAG Afra, uh, you know, and, and, and everyone. Did he really? There. And yeah, yeah. Uh seven figures. They won't say what it was, but he just said he just said just, if you want to thank me, that's fine, but don't don't make this a big thing. That's really cool. Yeah. So is this. Kate rhymes with great. Let that sink in. Here's that thing. is true. That's the only reason why I decided to do the show. That's it. Because the That's words it. rhyme. You gotta you gotta go to your front door right now. Gotta unlock it. All right, hold on. You gotta open up the door. Yeah. There's gonna be a sink right there. And you gotta let that sink in. You know what I mean? Okay, because I have an automated door. Will yeah, you got like the door. The like ring. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will move along a little bit, but we got some more chats. We've got Ricardo El Notorio, who uh has a different surname. So good for you for changing it up, saying 116 degrees a Oof. couple days ago. Dry no. heat though. Yeesh. Dry heat is wow. better though. Northeast, we get a lot of humidity, and I it feels like down here too, man. Through a wall, it is brutal. Uh, but we move along to what had a weird finish, but still very well might have been the best match of the night. I absolutely love Santos Escobar. I feel like he's someone I was singing the praises of in NXT. I loved him as a heel. I love him as a face. He's just clicking on all fronts. I think they've done a really solid job with the LWO. And I that makes me very, very happy. Very unfortunate that the match got overshadowed by either the real injury, which we hope it's not. But if it was, yeah. we'd give our best to. Or the fake injury that was done so well. I think it kind of distracts from the match. But this was a really, really good match. It felt very much lwo There were parts of it that gave me a little bit of... Not to, it might be my favorite match of all time, so it's tough to say. But like Ray and Eddie, I I got some just like LWO chills in this a little bit. Mostly when we got that spot of the 
we have like the electric chair spot and Ray counters with that Huracan Rana. There's in that match of Eddie and Ray at Halloween Havoc, it's like the most textbook Huracan Rana I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's the most beautiful Huracan Rana you will ever see. So just little things like that gave me some some nice nostalgic chills and this some really nice spots in here. We get a kick from Ray and a sunset flip into Manami roll, which was cool to see. Just like definitely expanding the toolbox of where they were pulling from in a, a really, really, really fun way here. Unfortunately, we do have the spot that if he was injured, this is where it happened. If he's not injured, they fooled me because I bit at it. But we have Ray trying for a baseball slide and missing and eating the mat. But what happens next is Santos heads to the ring and he lands what looked like a nice suicide dive. I don't think this was like if it was an injury, a botch or anything, but Ray, it looks like he might have banged his head just on, on a suicide dive, sure. which yeah. man, that seems to be a, how a lot of these injuries happen in wrestling, which sucks. Um, it's on, it's on moves like this, but it reminds you that even basic moves are not necessarily the safest thing in the world. It's like, it's just, you can do everything right as a wrestler and still result in injury. But my goodness, this was really, really cooking. Like this was a really fun match. Santos Escobar, whenever he gets in the ring and is given a little time to to stretch is just poetry in motion. I really, really love watching this guy. And what more do we have to say about Rey Mysterio? Him performing at the caliber he's at, at the age he's at is just ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. unbelievable stuff. This was really, really fun up until the injury. I don't know if the plan was for Santos to go over anyway. I kind of assume it was. I think you might be setting up a big win here. That would be a really fun moment at SummerSlam. Austin Theory is also watching from the skybox for some reason. Michael Cole's burying him, saying that he has no friends up there. I think Michael Cole might be a better promo than Austin Theory at this point. He is ripping into him. But uh, what did you think of the match? And uh, where do you see this going at SummerSlam? Do you think we get a big win out of this? Well, first of all, you're right. They let him have time. They let him uh, do moves that have not been seen or done uh, periodically in WWE television. So side dive, like the, those things, like, yes, they happen, but um, they put some intensity behind it. And they've also they also did, uh, you know, some spectacular moves in ring that I feel like it was very Lucha Libre like, like something that's missing. I love that style. AEW does a great job of allowing the wrestlers to wrestle Lucha Libre style. So um, I hope WWE continues to do that as well. Um, do I feel that this is the end of the Austin Theory era? Yes. And they're going to build a Latin superstar. And we've been wanting this for a while. I'm sure on the show with you and I, we've spoken about it for many, many months. So I believe that this here might be our entry. And by our, I mean our, our Latinos our entry into holding gold in the WWE and perhaps setting something up where we can continue moving forward uh, and, and putting more meaningful belts and fights behind our, our characters, our people that we have on, on WWE. I'm not going to say that the Dom title reign right now is not, something that I'm proud of, like I'm not proud of. But Dom to me should have done that before he was up in the main roster. I would have been more proud of it if of whatever Dom would be winning now if it was past that, right? 
I feel like they're going backwards a little bit with him. So, okay, cool. He has the butt, but I'm I'm rooting more for Santos. It's the the catch twenty two, right? Like, I yeah. Think there's a lot of people that have felt like Dominic needed to go back to NXT, and it's like, okay, yeah. but not like this. Like, yes. I go back and for- I don't go back and forth. I get a lot of comments that I usually ignore about people being like, "Oh, he's so under your skin. He's so good at his job," and I'm like, "No, he's." so not good at his job no. that I can't suspend my disbelief to buy into the fact that he would be a competent title holder. And also in NXT world where this happened, they, this got really shoehorned in creatively yes. and they were building out an angle that I really liked with Tyler Bate, Mustafa Ali and Wesley. So even aside from him not being where I think somebody should be in the ring to hold this position, sure. um, they also just shoehorned, this into creative and I, I liked where the previous creative was going. So it's, it's very, very frustrating to see. And it also feels like almost a disservice to Dominic in my opinion, because he did not look ready for that. And it's impossible to be ready for that. I think when your matches are so short because of all the interference. And then when you're suddenly supposed to go with Wes Lee for 15 minutes, like you're just, you, he did not look ready for that moment. So and um, I also don't understand why I, he's he comes from a legendary persona in professional wrestling who's been freaking wrestling my entire life, basically. So what I want to know is when I slow down his matches and I rewatch things, they kind they all wrestling is not going to be perfect. But him specifically, there's a lot of hit and miss and a, a lot of misses with the way he works, where it kind of feels like the person he's working with, it's kind of saving him from a couple spots, if not a lot of them, you know? Yeah, that that was the case with the NXT match, and everybody's mileage varies on it. Like, I can't right. argue with, like, him getting a lot of views, but if you're talking about someone with staying power who's phenomenal at their job, Santos Escobar is that guy, because I think if you had Dominic in a different angle – this stuff doesn't work. I think Santos Escobar is almost the opposite where you can put him into anything and he makes everything work. He's phenomenal as a heel. He's phenomenal as a face. He's incredible in the ring. He has that effortless coolness. Yeah. That is just like, I will never be that cool. And that's not even me being self-deprecating. That guy is just that damn cool. So, and I, I've, cause I watched and cover NXT. I saw Santos Escobar doing this and everything. I saw him have a mob family feud with Tony D'Angelo and that group and make everything work. I saw him having solo matches. I saw him making interference spots work. I saw him making like just bang or solo matches work. So been singing his praises for a while. Cause I I've seen him be so excellent. So I really, really hope that they do we- put gold on him. And I, I think the LWO is working, so I, I think we might be headed in that direction. I'm optimistic you, about it. Do you feel like we'll ever get to that point with Dominic where we'll kind of just put all this behind us? Or do you feel like it's just always going to be there, something in the back of our minds that we're always going to think about when it comes to him and his uh, style of, of wrestling in the ring? Um, Trying to think of how I want to phrase this, because I never... Because he's, he's not old. He still has time, but I feel right, like he's, he's but in the last couple of years, he hasn't really like progressed. You know, yeah, yeah that, that's where yeah. I'm at with it. I, he's, I, I always put it in the same framework as, and it, it's probably not fair because wrestling years are different, but like him and MJF are the same age, for example. 
Yes, right. So, and granted, MJF is a prodigy and has wanted to do this since Ever, forever. forever. And yeah. But like Dominic has been doing this for a few years on the main roster level and has not, in my opinion, uh, improved really. And uh, so it, it's hard to say because I think anybody, if you put in a lot of hard work and you want to do something bad enough, I think everybody's capable of improving. Yeah. Um, I just think that we haven't seen that improvement yet. So, and it, it's it's now almost counterproductive for him to get better because of the angle that he's in. So yeah. it's a little bit tricky. And I, I think reps are something that are underrated. I think they're really important. I think you saw that with, speaking of Hispanic wrestlers, Raquel Rodriguez looks like she was kind of having a, a rougher time in ring than she ever looked in NXT. 100%. I think it was, I think it was a lack of reps. And when you're in a situation where you're constantly getting booked into these like overbooked matches, you you're not stretching your legs because everybody else is coming to save your ass all the time. So Correct. Yeah. Um, that's what always impresses me about Liv Morgan was like when she was in riot squad, she was in a ring for like three minutes. Right. I yeah. mean, she was, she was not working that much, but everybody over the pandemic said that girl put in the work and is the most improved wrestler that they had on the main roster, man or female. Sean mentioned it a couple times. He was doing a, he was trying to work on a feature of like most improved wrestlers during the pandemic as a thing of, because everybody was in lockdown. So everybody yeah. was just training and working out and whatever. But he was like, I couldn't do a full feature on it because everybody's answer that he talked to was Liv Morgan. There was like not enough yes. variety <laughs> to work on that feature. So it's, I think it's, um, it's a mixed bag. I would say from a longevity and true star potential standpoint, Santos Escobar not only outpaces Dom, but oh, I mean, yeah, probably dude. just about anybody like that dude yeah. is, is so much money. So good stuff with Santos Escobar can't say so much the same with Dom, but I, I really do think Santos Escobar holding the U S title would be a Hell really yes. wonderful moment. So just a reminder to get in your super chats and your humper chats and to leave a thumbs up on this video. We appreciate it as well as your subscriptions to fightful selects. We love it when you guys come out to support the best $5 in the biz. Sean's got all the latest, greatest breaking news. We've got so much wrestling coming up this summer. We got SummerSlam. We got Payback. We got All In. We got All Out. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss book that we have going on, but so much more. There's always contract news as well. Additionally, you get a ton of bonus value podcasts as well. That pre-show that I mentioned on Sunday before uh, Great American Bash. And you'll also, usually, if Alex Pulaski and I are not on the main channel like we will be on Sunday, we do a little post-show behind there. So join us, won't you, on Fightful Select. Yeah. Please do. But we will move into our next match with LA Knight interrupting Hit Row and defeating Ashante Adonis in a squashity squash squash. Uh, this was the squashiest squash that ever squashed. But uh, boy, howdy, would I try and get this guy in something more meaningful than a Slim Jim Battle Royal? What the hell are we doing? Like this guy's reactions anywhere he goes. He was in the ring for like 90 seconds today and the chants were deafening. I went to Collision on Saturday and there were LA Knight chants and merch at Collision. I don't know what we aren't doing, but we get a yeah elbow and the blunt force trauma for the win. Uh, later, we find out about the Slim Jim Battle Royal. <sighs> I don't know, man. I, 
Okay, so they got to work him into the show because they didn't have plans for him to be in the show, right? Because they write these shows out, especially these tent pole shows, they write them out months in advance. Like WrestleMania is probably already almost done, unless, you know, there's injuries. I'm sure things are just moving back and forth, right? Like how they're going to pace the the seven nights of and 14 million people that will show up uh, to WrestleMania in, in Philadelphia. But for me, I think what's happening is they weren't really expecting this to happen organically the way it's happened, right? So they're going to give him his flowers. They're going to give him his millions of bells. They're going to do all that stuff. And I just think that they're going to have to now figure out ways to work him into these these shows that they weren't planning for him to be on. And it's kind of dumb, right? Because it's your show and you're just making things up as you go because it's a soap opera. So well, and he, he didn't get over yesterday. They, he no, was, right. He was the crowd favorite for Money in the Bank. And then they did two four packs for this U.S. contendership thing. And I'm so glad for Santos Escobar. And I would love to see him win. But like. He was getting chance over Ray freaking Mysterio. No, right, right. Yeah. And I, I, I completely understand what? that. But I think it's just I think whatever's happening with the upper brass. You know, it's uh, maybe if maybe if if things were not as maybe as structured, I'm just making this up right now. I don't know if how how well their backstage works or, you know, how far along they are. They could have well, just I know said, I didn't have it. a rundown at 745 at night. Well, there, so there's that. Yeah. Well, he's probably just waking up from anesthesia, redoing the whole thing. Um, <laughs> give me that. Uh, you know, like, a little bit you got. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, so <laughs> I I, uh, I have to believe and I'm going to give them credit that they are going to do what is right for him, you know, for L.A. Knight. But I just think that they just got to get all this stuff out of the way right now. I. I don't know what's right for him if the answer isn't a mid card title or the money in the bank briefcase. Really? I don't like I mean, this guy to me. He screams money in the bank winner because of his personality and what he could do taunting people with that briefcase. And if you're not going to do that, how does this guy not scream mid-card champion at you? Like, he is so electric right now. And I just feel like anybody that he works with would just get a huge leg up. And why wouldn't you want that with a workhorse title? Like, I just don't. um... What's what's the Slim Jim battle? Do you get jerky? Like, what's going on? I said it's a glow in the dark match, and you can use jerky as a weapon. Just like that would the, be so cool, right? Because it's like slap your mountain some jerky meat in my face. Yeah, yeah, it'll be maybe it'll be like red and yellow lights or something, and and macho. If they don't do that, I'd be so mad. Is this the <laughs> second um, gimmick match he's a part of? Oh my god, that's right. Now this one's a battle royal, so my guess it's, is it's still a gimmick match. It last is. Year, but I, what I was think... last year? The cereal one. No, the, the Captain Crunch. No, that no, that was he was in that one. But I mean, like there was a second battle royale. I think it was the Captain Crunch one, or the Cinnamon Toast it? Crunch battle royale. Oh my God, that's right. Somebody and now was and that now like they're Mickey doing Cross or someone came out. Yeah, of yeah, and now and now they're doing. Uh, it's getting out of hand, people. Well, here's the thing. I think they make a lot of money off of it. Uh-oh, I'm guessing yeah. with a a a battle royal it might just be like almost like how our fightful frame is probably like in slim jim branding because i don't even know what you do with the battle royal unless you unless there's gonna be a someone gets called up from nxt he's a real beanpole and he's slim jim and he's entering the match (laughs) 
which I would not put past them. Sadly. I don't know, man. I just what, but what title is this for? Is this for a title? Like, are they going to give him a chance? I, I, I kind of was halfway listening. Okay, okay. Uh, just making sure because I know I was like kind of setting things up for the show, and then when I heard them talk about putting him in this uh, jerky match, I'm like, cool. Did I miss them saying that it was for a title, for a chance to go for like intercontinental title, maybe like you know whatever? But from what you're telling me. I don't believe they did because he, in this quick promo that we get backstage, says, hey, if you want to make this battle royal mean something, you need L.A. Knight in it, which to me says we didn't establish what the stakes are yet because he's saying if you want to make it mean something. If it was for a contendership, it would already mean something. But we do have the Brawling Brutes coming in here and Sheamus uh, and him are going to have a match next week, which that I'm very excited about. That I think is going to be wonderful. I am looking forward to that yeah. we've got some super chats and humper chats coming in thank you so much for these we always appreciate the support uh Ben saying that it's official <clears throat> top dollar hasn't attacked cole no cred he has no street cred man it's uh it's uh i will say uh i know there's people that have to eat pins and that's their job on the main roster and i know swerve isn't with hit row anymore but like Row was really cool once, and I would like for them to do something more than have them job all the time. Uh, Ashanti, that's his name. Yeah, Ashanti is Ashanti, right? They they really, they really like trying to push a little swerve in him. He kind of had a little demeanor of a swerve and the cadence the way he was talking. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he kind of felt more in that archetype than like uh, than Top Dollar did. But well, yeah, they just keep having them lose in three minutes, and I'm like, <laughs> they were really overstable. At one I haven't point. seen Top Dollar win a match since that rap battle they had. I don't even know if he won that. Did he win that? He rap didn't. Battle? That's what I'm saying. Like that's how long this is. I, I haven't seen him one since he's been back. But Wags asks a very Wags. good question. Why do they hate pushing over people? It'd be like Fightful not pushing Kate. I don't you think imagine? they hate it. Could you imagine if Fightful had me and they weren't running me out here every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and sometimes on weekends? My God. I am pushed uh, here. I am a workhorse champion here at Fightful. <laughs> you really are. If I can make a, a Fightful Intercontinental International Championship, I would put it on you. You know what? There is a Fightful belt. And Joel Pearl is too much of a... Oh, wait, we're reviewing WWE, right? He's too much of a little bitch to put it on the line. Even when I go to Toronto, even when I set foot in his apartment, Joel Pearl wouldn't put his Fightful title on the line because he's a cat. Wow. I want to fight him on AEW Fight Forever and just see if I can win it off of him. I want to fight him, period. I, I like violence, but, you know. Yeah. Throw down fisticuffs with me, Joel. Golly. On a much nicer note, we've got Kylie, who's always just the best presence in here, saying, hi, hope y'all are well. I hope you are well, too. And looking forward to the weekend. And staying cool, because you're so cool. But it's hot out. Stay hydrated. We love you. Super hydrated. Ryan Sacchini, I think is how it's pronounced, saying, excited for Seamus in LA. I am very excited for that as well. I think that is a good spot for LA Knight to be in if he's not going to be in the places that are extremely obvious for him to be in. This is a good one, I guess. Um, There's some more chats that are coming in that we will also get to, but we are going to 
Luis, you don't have to pay to send in super chats. You're in charge of the document that has them listed. But because he's the GOAT moderator, he says, I would not hate if LA challenges for a world belt. I would love for him to be in something with stakes on it. It feels like all he's done really well is his entire job and that they continue to not do anything with him. I don't know. It almost feels Eddie Kingston-ish where it's like they think he's so over it doesn't really matter if he wins or loses kind of thing because he can get you invested in anything. But I don't know. <laughs> sure, Delaware saying Hit Row was really cool. <laughs> Timeline Hit Row was really cool. I, I think more in NXT, I don't think we've gotten to see them be really cool on the main roster in a very long time, but it felt very authentic. And I, um, it, it just, it didn't feel gimmicky. It felt charactery in NXT. And now everything feels very gimmicky. So. I don't know. Poor guy. Just let him be. We'll see him next year. He's going to win a bell and everybody will be like, yay. And then he'll get boring and people will be like, all right, what's next? Because that's just the way that that's the Evans flows of, of WWE. That's it. Like, you know. Well, we haven't had anybody win a title in a while, actually. Austin Theory's had a long reign. Gunther's had a lot in reign. Yeah. Roman has actually had a long reign. I don't know if you're aware, but he's had the belt for a while. So, Well, I think that they look at... Uh, they probably saw what AEW was doing. You know, they want to outdo everyone. So I, they probably said, we got to have everyone here. Hold us, except for the women's titles. Uh, We're you know, have... going to talk about the women's matches. <laughs> Lord almighty, I've got some complaints. But we'll switch into that right now, actually. We've I got... feel like every week we have complaints about this damn sh... Mm. About the women's segments? Yeah, because they've been bad. Like, I don't know. The I'll say this. The women's title picture has not been good. Um, no. the caliber of wrestlers are incredible. I, yes. there's, they always are. Um, we have Charlotte who said toodles in the segment. So thanks to the people in the chat who recognize that I do a great Tiffany Stratton impression. I appreciate you. But we have Charlotte and Bianca defeating your tag champions, Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville. Uh, your tag champions your tag champions now they've held them for more than a week which makes them like the longest reigning champions of all time uh but i just don't understand why we pin champions on our television when we really really don't have to uh we have charlotte tagging in on bianca as she's going for the kod but charlotte lands the boot we get some arguing and this ending is a big old mess to a match that was fine there were some disjointed spots in it here sonia had a she took a spine buster that did not look good uh this this felt off uh i don't know why you're going out of your way to make tag teams look like chumps like i don't understand why we're pinning newly crowned champions here charlotte and bianca are as about as protected as anybody gets but i just don't get it and i also don't understand why the baby face is doing this charlotte's been faced this whole time if she's turning heel god love her she should because she does not click in as a face but faces don't do this she was about to cost bianca her, the match of the side that she's on like that is heel behavior so i did not like the ending to the match the match itself was okay i'm glad to see our tag champions def i guess they weren't defending but it's nice to see them getting tv time I'm hoping that they're holding the belts for a little bit here. I don't like them losing. 
But if you're going to lose, there's kind of nobody more protected than these two. The biggest complaint I have is why does Asuka feel like the fifth most important woman on the women's roster? <laughs> we'll talk about the next segment and where that oh, comes into play. God. But uh, I, I felt like the match itself was fine, but I, I felt like the ending was very muddy. What were your thoughts on this? I don't I don't understand anymore what's happening. And you have all these wonderful women that you can just create fake tag teams with to go up against the tag team champs, you know, as a second match on the show for the women. Instead, we just kind of like, you know, give put a makeshift team again together with, you know, Bianca and Charlotte. because Charlotte has to be around the title at all times, any type of title that any woman is holding. She needs to be around it. And it's and- a good old can they coexist story like we just can't get away from it yeah yeah it's the it's the old you know what it's friday night can they coexist story let's put it together because we do this twice a month um and i i don't know i just don't know we have a lot of star power with the women and it just seems like it's all lazy or it's just not really clicking or they're just re redoing the same thing that they've done with just different players in the same story. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm a little lost to be completely honest with, with what they're doing there. And same thing with Asuka. Again, she's the the fifth wheel in anything that has to do with women. Um, she's our champion. She should be uh, up front and center. Um, again, maybe it's the language barrier thing. And I've said this a lot on this show. I think I mentioned it a little bit with Joel last week because you, you left us. Um. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's. It, I, it, it, I'm chalking it up to that. Uh, you know, that would be a little bit more viable if EO Sky didn't also technically have a language barrier here. But we will talk about our next segment here with one, yeah. Bailey, who I love in this. Uh, she's cackling backstage at the fact that they can't get along, <laughs> which I love from her. Um, we have. EO with her money in the bank briefcase. EO says. Uh oh. We lost you, Kate. We can't hear you. Or is it just me? Everyone in the chat, can you hear Kate as she's talking? Because I can't hear her. She sounded robotic and disappeared. Well, I mean, I can still see her, but I don't hear her. I think your internet crapped out for a second because you're moving and everything. Can you get. Yes, says Kate, you are muted. Okay, cool. So it wasn't just me. Kate's muted, everybody. Oh, no. You want to leave and come back in? I'll hold it down for us if you need me. Oh, wait, wait. There we go. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Uh, I like what we're getting here because I want to see EO and Asuka. And I think that means we're going to get a retention from Asuka so that we can set oh, that yeah. up. Uh, I think that, I, I, so I think I was muted. I'll run kind of down the segment again. Pretty simple. We get Bailey cackling backstage at the fact that they can't get along, which is kind of fun because we have the handwriting on the wall that they're probably going to split at some point. But EO says she respects Asuka. She doesn't care who wins at SummerSlam because she's the one leaving champion. Asuka gets a fun jump scare in on Bailey as they walk past her. Uh, so that's kind of what we get there. I'm glad Asuka was at least booked for the damn show. <laughs> but I really, really hate how secondary it feels. 
But uh, it's been secondary. It sucks, man. Since the second Charlotte walked back, it has felt very secondary, yes. unfortunately. And what's frustrating about that is, and maybe they'll correct it because they really could at SummerSlam, but like, I would love for them to have non-title women's feuds, and one that involves Charlotte in a non-title program would be really refreshing. Like, I would love to see that. I've just never seen it before because Charlotte's always sniffing around a title. So it would be really cool if Bianca cost Charlotte and they were chasing each other for a while outside of the title picture. But for God's sake, let Asuka and Io then have a feud because sure. Lord knows I want to see it. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I really wish this was a priority. I think um, my frustrations are also compounded by the fact that Rhea Ripley is main eventing NXT with Lyra Valkyria, but not fighting on the main roster at all. And kind of also feels secondary to the rest of what's going on in judgment day. So it just feels like both women's champions are a little bit lost in the shuffle. And then on top of that, you go and you have your tag team champions pinned. Like there's not a lot going on in the women's title pictures right now. That feels super important, but we do you have Becky what? and Trish and stuff. So there's some, there's some good stuff happening. You know, what's crazy. Um, Riho obviously suffered from that too in AEW, but she was front and center. She fought a lot. If you remember, she was put up in a lot of matches. So it, the way to combat the the not being able to speak, you know, properly sometimes because, you know, I'm I've been here many years in this country and I still don't speak properly. <laughs> My Hispanic side will always uh, kick out at two, you know, so <laughs> um, I I don't I don't know why you, you wouldn't just say, hey, Oscar, just go out there and kill everyone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the other thing. Like, well, maybe play to her strength, which is being one of the best women's wrestlers uh, in the whole damn yeah. world. Cre but, make her the brand new Japanese buzzsaw. You know, remember Tajiri? Yeah. Like, make her come out and just, like, give her that moniker. Like, like, we're there with, like, her cool mask and her entrance. Like, the presentation was it. clicking. And then they. That's where it ended. Man, oh, man, did they. Right, ar right around the, the sale pot. and someone coming back as a chairman. And I'm not talking yeah, about Sean it feels Spears. like uh, I love Sean Spears. It's just weird because it feels like they finally gave her the title and then they decided to throw this off a cliff, which is not. I, yeah, not awesome. But we move along. Uh, the only <laughs> thing I have to say. You sounded about so this sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am. I, I just love Asuka so much. But we do have a couple of chats. We got one LT photo saying here's the bag for having to watch a dumpster fire of a show. Toodles. Thank you to everybody acknowledging that Charlotte said toodles. Uh, True Infamous saying, well, I guess Kate can't say toodles anymore because Charlotte stole it. I will say my Tiffany Stratton toodles until the cows come home, okay? Vicky L also jumping in on this saying, hi, Kate and Alexis. Toodles battle, Tiff versus Char. I got a shocking upset for you. I'm the one that wins it. How about that, okay? But You said when until the cows come home, you said. Yeah, until the cows I, come I, home. I, I live next to a farm. I see the cows coming home every... Oh, oh no. Guy, I watched... I watched Forks Over Knives, and now I can't ever eat another burger again. What I think. the hell is that? Oh, God. Don't it's tell a me. documentary about... Oh, God. Like you know I'm going to be eating a like... juicy cheeseburger while I'm watching it. <laughs> I was like, oh. Somebody recommended it to me, and I was... Now I'm just like, I can't, I can't eat anything animal ever again. I think in my life. But, oh my god! I know. Uh, 
Well, Koi Stallings chiming in with some happy, positive women's wrestling news. Yeah, Tony yeah, versus yeah. This is Sheeta next week on Dynamite. I'm excited, maybe at main events. I'm just excited that that match is happening. Um, I feel like Sheeta has only done great work for a really, really, really long time. And she's someone who works hard to continue to get better constantly. Like, I had a huge complaint with AEW about, like, where the hell did she go after she had the most successful women's title reign in history? It was because she went away to work on her character and, like, trying to match the American style of wrestling a little bit more and, and, like, those facets of wrestling. And I was like, man, she just had the most successful women's title reign in all of AEW. And she's, like, still the, the thing she immediately wants to do after she loses the title is to continue to improve. Like, that says something, I think, about her work ethic and... Uh, for all the kind of like all the locker room drama that was coming out last year, her name was nowhere near any of that. You know, it, I, it's stuff like that that I, I love to see. So Tony versus Sheeta going to be a banger. I'm very, very excited about that. I hope it main events too. I'll keep my expectations in check based on the way that that division tends to get booked. But I am pumped about that. Let's get my women's division on track. And Word. speaking of more positive momentum things. Bobby Lashley got a rack of suits for the Street Profits, who were like, don't you like our sweatpants? And he was like, listen, I do. I respect the sweatpants. They look great. But I got something else in mind. And he Mm. rolls out these six suits. And I would like to say, Bobby Lashley, I would like one of those suits. I think suits are a very versatile wardrobe staple. And ladies look great in them. I would need to get them tailored. Like, I'm not going to be able to wear the same things as Montez Ford or D'Angelo Dawkins, for that matter. Um, but I, I, if you're, if you're just giving people suits, I'll take some Bobby. That's all. Just, I'm not trying to be in the hurt business. I am very much for the culture, but not in the culture. And it feels like an, in the culture staple. Right. But I'll take some, (laughs) if you're giving out free suits, I'll take some suits, man. Puerto Rican Bobby put me in. (laughs) I like this. I love Shelton Benjamin and I love Cedric Alexander. So them getting railroaded out of this is not something I want. I would like them also included alongside the Street Profits could be something really fun. Uh, or in a feud with the Street Profits if they showed up and were like, hey, what the hell, man? Maybe they make their hurt business volume three and they fight volume two. I'll take it. But they deserve to be on my screen. They're phenomenal. Yeah, the yeah. Give Kate a suit movement has started. Kate's warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you. Just give me a suit. You know? That's all Remember I'm the saying. the damn suit, people. Bobby, Robert, please. Uh... Oh, boy. Karrion Cross and Carl Anderson. Uh, I just... We get a promo before this match where Carl Anderson goes, I don't want you at ringside. It's personal. And I was like, is it like, is it personal between you and the guy uh, who like the tarot card man? Like, I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's so personal about this. And it definitely, if it is personal, it feels like it's more personal with AJ Styles, not you. But we get this match and this is also incredibly squashy as well. Uh, we get a, it, it was a better looking in-ring performance from Cross that I think we've seen, which is encouraging to see, but very, very short. Uh, we got a pump handle into an F5, which is, 
I think they called it the final prayer. And then uh, that gets the pin. And AJ Styles runs down after Cross kind of won't let him go. And I just don't understand why it's continuing because I don't really fully understand why it started outside of like a, a, a terror. That, that man feels lost. And by that man, this could go both ways right now. Because we've yeah. been speaking about carrying across just being this freaking enigma that just floats around like that little floating thing in your eye when you're staring at the distance for too long. That's what carrying across fears to, uh, feels to me like he's just not doing anything of, of importance at all. Uh, and then, unfortunately for me, I understand AJ has been out with an injury before. Right. But it's he has felt so flat to me. He has. He hasn't done anything but this since he got back. I don't feel any like happiness or joy or yay. It's AJ Styles on my TV. I don't feel none of that. Like, and it's my thing is it's AJ freaking Styles. Like, this is not just like a mid card dude. This is AJ Styles, and he he literally has been in this angle. He fought Seth and lost, and this is all he's been doing since. Like, I don't know. He's uh, to me, he's one hundred. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Franklin. Go ahead. No, it's just oh. there's more people saying that I deserve a suit. I, I he he's just felt so. I I don't I don't feel anything. You know, there's wrestlers that I'll see on TV. Hey, and I'll be like, cool. I get to see him today. You know, it's cool to see him. Unfortunately for me, he's just he's just there. Like, yeah, just cool. There just hasn't been really a story like the phenomenal forearm victory at Madison Square Garden was weird. And I guess he attacked Carl Anderson backstage, but it just, I don't know. know. But it's still, it's, it's just flat. It's like super flat. It's like, cool. You get, you, you're just, you know, I don't know. Maybe like my current wardrobe, which is why Bobby Lashley should give me a suit. I feel like if they would have probably thought about, and I've, I've thought about this. He would have been one of those that would have been his career would have started all over again, like been hyped up if he would have jumped ship somewhere else, no matter where. Right. Like just to me in my head, he is AJ Styles. He's such a presence, you know, yeah, um, he's like a Mount Rushmore caliber wrestler. So, yeah. So this is continuing, which is happening. We move to the main event. Other Alex says he's been shadow banned from the show for being <sighs> silly. This aggression oh, will not stand. No. This was not necessarily my call. Um, I'm just, I'm just the messenger, and I don't want to die. So please don't kill me. I'm going to drink <laughs> water and stay hydrated. <laughs> please do. It's like a million degrees out. Move along to the main event. We had some bloodline shenanigans earlier uh that we kind of covered but we got a couple of backstages here as well where grayson waller says he wants jay on the grayson waller effect and jason and the jason waller effect the grayson waller effect and jay so uh you should hydrate i should hydrate i should hydrate and i should sleep at some point but uh we get to see Jay absolutely clock Grayson Waller. Adam Pierce sets up a match between the two of them because he was like, I'll teach him a rest, uh, lesson in the ring. I have no problem doing that. Sounds good to me, which was fun. Um, so that we, slap was so good, by the way. 
Yeah, that was a good one. Oh my that god, as he's Stephanie laughing, I'm like, ah, ah, yeah. and, and freaking, he just goes flying. I was like, yes, that was good. I'm back in good. the show. And the match was pretty good. The thing is, Grayson Baller loses all the time. And the time. he keeps fighting legends. So they've got to pay it off in some way. Or like, why are you calling out The Rock if you keep losing all the time? You're just a big loser. Who loses? Mm. Uh, but his in-ring has looked very good outside of his extremely silly finisher where he has to leave the ring to do it. But yeah. This match was mostly good. It had one really cringe spot in it, though, and we have to talk about it. It didn't go in the full direction that I thought it was going in, which made me very nervous, but Jey Uso's in control of this match early, right? Uh, and then, like, the radio edit of Roman Reigns' entrance. Yeah! <laughs> and he comes out with Solo Sokoa. Who could have seen this coming, other than everyone? Um, and Jay Uso is way too smart to get distracted. Now, this was not a roll-up win, which I was very nervous was coming. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, Grayson Waller is going to get his first win off of this like cheap, cheap thing, which honestly for him could have been kind of like good heat, but I did not want Jay Uso to look that dumb in the process, so I was glad that didn't happen, but I... Complain about how long Roman's entrances are. I don't know if I can do that anymore hearing the abbreviated version because it sounded so weird. <laughs> yeah, it did. It started, it cut off, and it like picked up in the middle. It picked up I, like, I, yeah, at the hook. It was very, very I was weird. like, I looked at the TV because I'm like, did my internet just skip? Like, you know, that I just buffer and come back at a different point. And I started looking at my watch. I'm like, oh my God, am I late for the show? Like, what's going on? And it was exactly that. It was whatever. They tried. <laughs> they did, and the, it was the only thing in the match that I didn't like. Like, I felt like a lot of it was really good, other than Grayson Waller does a lot of things really well in the ring, and he has a lot of great moves that could serve as finishers. So the rolling thing, like, the I have to leave the ring to get back in the ring to finish the match thing is just not, it just doesn't work for me. Uh, but it's but wrestling, this, right? Right. But, like, I like techers and dancers. So I like when things look very um, logical. Mm -hmm. And, like, you're trying to win a match all the time. And I also like when people dance, i.e. Daniel Garcia and Prince Nana. Uh, but this ends with Jay missing a hip attack and Waller trying to the rolling starter that I just talked about. But he runs into a super kick from Jay. That <laughs> is great. Everybody should super kick this guy when he tries to go for a rolling stunner. Moving forward is the problem. Like, I can't unsee that now that I've seen someone counter it in that way, right? So I have the same complaints about the lethal injection with Jay Lethal. I'm like, doing a handspring slows you down and makes it less effective of a move. Correct, right. Why are we doing this kind of thing? And then when Ricky Starks hits a Rochambeau on it, I feel like everybody should have this move scouted for the rest of my life. So just little things like that. But this match was really, really strong. Otherwise, love, 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 love this. Jay staring at Roman and calling for the spear and hitting it. And Roman looking pissed. And he goes to climb the ropes. Jay hits the splash for the win here. Really, really loved that. And then we get our post-match shenanigan beatdowns. That's the part that feels a little lather, rinse, repeaty to me, like you were saying at the beginning of the show. But I kind of have just accepted that that's how things are going to go. Yeah. I don't like them opening and closing the show. But, man, it's effective for their ratings. So I've accepted that they're going to do it as well. But I, I really liked a lot of what happened in this match. Uh, 
the mutual beatdown stuff is kind of interesting because I think Roman retains at SummerSlam, but because Roman and Solo came out on top here, even though it felt like Jay did initially, that was a nice little psychology play. Like I, I kind of dug the response that we were getting. So sure. it's it's interesting to I, I'm pretty sure Roman retains, but it's just nice to have a seat of doubt. Like we don't always get those. Uh, so I, I really liked a lot of what happened to the main event, just that, that radio edit and Jay being surprised that they came out there just felt, uh, inorganic to what we were watching a little bit, but good. Other than that, what did you think of our main event tonight? Yeah. Um, like you said a little, like, you know, actually we both said just now we repeated, it's a little bit of a, the rinse and repeat style that they've been kind of really pushing on us for for a bit here with the with the later end of the bloodline and what's kind of happening with with i guess the ending right i mean this is what we're looking forward to um i do i do say this the the whole premise of this is that you got to make jay very important like you got to make him feel you know main event jay all this stuff like you know they're really pouring a lot of this uh, onto him and that's Roman you know what I mean yes First yeah, Roman yeah three years so and I and they gotta continue and they gotta continue pushing this this narrative and this rock uphill because we all know I'm sorry to say this but Romano Reigns is gonna destroy him you know um people are gonna cry at the stadium and it's gonna be crazy and they're gonna try to rush the ring but this is it and I apologize to everyone who thought that Jay might be world champion, but I don't. They're not gonna, obviously they're not going to do that. I'm sorry, they they're not. You know, I thought they might have, but when he pinned Roman, I was like, "Nah, that's going to be the the thing that he gets out of this." And one but, thing I learned in in professional wrestling in these last thirty plus years that I've been watching it, uh, twenty plus years, I just thought I was here for eighty years now. Um, <laughs> I is that they you. always will push the baby face and make them make him or her look insanely big right before they boom break sure. them back down. I think with this story, I, f I feel like it, the story of them being on an equal playing field is really good. Like, I feel yeah. like it doesn't feel so to make Jay like Sammy felt like the underdog yeah. and Cody felt like kind of like an, I met my match situation and Jay feels like the guy who knows every fabric, like every fiber of Roman Reigns being Cause it's so I, I like the differentiation in some of the like big time baby faces we got. I love all of them getting slaughtered, but I like that piece of it. And I also like just by the nature of it, because the bloodline is splintered, it's not yeah. going to be the same type of match because it can't be like, you can have solo interfere on people's behalves or whatever, but like, this is not going to be the bloodline interfering on the match because it's against each other. So it can't be, which is really, really refreshing. And I like that they've had Jimmy go away for this. Yes. Like, I, I think it's really going to feel like such a different type of match for Roman, which I think he needs desperately so i'm very much looking forward to that piece of it for sure i'm looking forward yeah. to SummerSlam. yeah go. yeah it's the ending you know it's uh the biggest party of the summer and 
we turn over a new leaf and off to fall we go. Uh, we've got a couple of super chats to round us out. Thank you so much for your support tonight. Uh, Arza saying, what does a pump handle add to an F5? Just let him do Made in Japan or something. I don't know. The pump handle spot, I feel like, is is kind of fun. It It's more, to me, it it's an impact move before you set up the big move. So I'm okay with that because it's like a magnifying glass over it. I will take it. Uh, so, like, of all the things that I feel like they need to go back to the drawing board with on Carry and Cross, that's not at the top of them. Right, yeah. <laughs> and our wonderful moderator, Louise, points out that LA Knight is just out here pulling out burning hammers like it's nobody's business. So, what are you going to do? Uh, but we also have the wonderful Chris Bueller saying, here's some money. Kate can make an IT joke if she plugs my fundraiser. I did plug your fundraiser. Also, Uso slapping Waller was hilarious. LA Knight is great. And so are you two. Well, thank you, thank Dr. You. Mueller. We appreciate that. And we appreciate you. Catch him, I'm assuming, on the Fightful Select pre-show to Great American Bash. He'll be joining Rob and the rest of the wonderful panel that tends to show up for those things. Maybe yeah. I'll make an appearance. I don't know. I've got a lot going on this weekend, but we're going to try and make it. Uh, you can catch me and Alex on the Great American Bash. Not this Alex, sorry. The Alex that is shadow banned from the show. Well, shadow banned Alex is his do, name. You know, slightly more normal shows where we're trying to land sponsors. You know, things like that. So uh, speaking of sponsors, feel free to email me at kateatfightful.com if you want to get sponsorship rates and are interested in sponsoring any of our bazillion shows here on the Fightful Podcast Network. Alex, you've got some fun stuff going on. I got a lot of fun stuff going on. First Tell of all, all I, about I, it. you know, first off, I got this, uh, the Beacon Company sent me a really cool mic and mixer and stuff like that. You know, I'm, I'm putting together a nice unboxing video for what they sent me. Might might be a good fit for us here at uh, Fightful ah, since, you know, right. I'm, I'm going to see what we can do for us here. You know, I might contribute something other than my dumb booking. But, uh. <laughs> You have great booking. Oh, thank you. you. Think it's dumb. Well, I don't know because I'm dumb. Anyway, ladies dumb. and gentlemen, That's you can find me. About. You can find me on the X because it's no longer the Twitter bird. You can find me on the X at underscore Alexis Cardoza. Um, always working on on different stuff. I have a brand new project that I'm working on. Kate knows all about it. Uh, soon enough, I'll let you guys know. I, I don't like speaking things into existence until I, I've fully covered all my bases. So once it's once it's put together, it's going to be a really fun uh, show that you guys will hopefully enjoy because I'm a freak about the, the subject matter that I will be talking about. Find me or find my shows that I work on, like Wrestling with Freddy every single Wednesday and Thursday. we got a lot of fun stuff coming up on there as well. And as always, I'm here with the lovely Kate every Friday, guys. And find you know, find me on Instagram at Alexis Cardozo. You know, just say what's up, send me a DM, slide up in there. I'll show you a clavicle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I'm out here showing some shoulders today. You are it's a million degrees, ma'am. Can I tell here. you something? <laughs> this is. A, I hope you put that. This is definitely not for kids on this the YouTube not, channel because. Snap you've, down after you've been, dark. I'm you've fine. been doing a lot of nude shoulders, and I don't know if I can handle this. It's uh, it's what Hence got me in water. trouble in the first place. God, there was an episode where I was just wearing a shirt like this, and people were like just going crazy about the fact that my shoulders were out. 
like you're a woman and you're hot and you're well both in the sense of like hot yes. like hell yeah and yes, hot I like am. it's hot outside and people yes, are complaining god i know people are weird people are weird thank you alex Hey, you can catch me all over the freaking place. You can catch me uh, on Fightful Select every Monday on the main channel on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday for NXT Ring of Honor and right here on the SmackDown Review Show every week. Wednesdays at the Mark Order Podcast and Sundays on Fightful Overbooked with Joel. Not this week, though, because we got the Great American Bash post show. So we are going to skip this week in lieu (laughs) of there being a pay-per-view on. So there you go. Uh, I will also be at Excite Commentary. Stay tuned for those details as well. So much going on here at Fightful. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave a thumbs up on this video if you didn't already. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a safe and wonderful wrestling weekend. Hope to see you Sunday for the Great American Bash. Drink water. Drink a lot of water. Stay cool. Stay hydrated. Stay classy. (laughs) San Diego. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.